you know, in future situations, um, and if you know that your friend or sibling or cousin has a tendency to post pictures where you could be in it, that you would have to say, if they're taking pictures, I don't want to be in this picture. This week, we're going to talk online privacy, but not what Facebook or any other social media platform is collecting on you. We're talking about what your friends and family post about you, but without your consent or your wishes for them to do so. How do you handle those situations? Dr. Karen Sherman weighs in. Stay tuned. The whole mission of Hitched is to help couples enjoy their marriage and live happily ever after. That's one of the reasons we have the Hitched Wine Club. We wanted to offer something that would be a reminder every month for couples to sit down, reconnect, and enjoy the company of one another. We have partnered with the fantastic Touring and Tasting who hand-select the wines that will be delivered to your door each month. You can go to our website, hitchedmag.com, click on the Wine Club link, and check out the different club options available to you. Again, visit hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the talented, the brilliant, the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Uh, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life, Karen is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. She's a regular on the podcast, and you can get this information and much more on her website, drkarensherman.com. Today, Karen, we're going to talk about privacy. Um, And I, I thought this would be an interesting topic because there has been a lot of information and news out there about privacy, particularly about social media and the EU rules of the GDPR and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, But one of the things that we haven't really delved into much is what about the privacy that is given up when your spouse or family voluntarily divulge information online about Mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. Um, And and particularly when it's not something that you want. Okay, so... Do you think that's a legitimate concern? Yes. <laughs> in, a, in a word, yes. Um, I think that regardless of the fact that you're married, uh, you are still an individual and you are entitled to your privacy. And, um, you know, it probably is something that the two of you should know about each other. But... Um, if something comes about and one of you, um, you know, divulges something or um, exposes something, then, um, you know, and, and you're not happy about it, then you certainly can let the mate know that this is not okay with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't think that it is an automatic um expectation that just because we are married to each other, it's okay for me to expose information that I have about you. Yeah. It's really funny because uh, my brother, so my sister-in-law, 
Um, mm-hmm. She is on all the social media sites, mm-hmm. uh, which I love because I get to see my my nieces. Right, mm-hmm. um, my brother is not on social media, and. The interesting thing, though, is she shares a lot of pictures of a lot of the activities that they're involved in. And so I get to see him, too. And Mm -hmm. I can only imagine if she and she doesn't. But I can imagine a scenario where she posts something that he doesn't want. And I also know that through his work, um, he has had to go through some security clearance stuff in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, which had, which he said he was told after the fact it was really easy for them because he didn't have social media uh, profiles that they had to like dig through mm-hmm. because he didn't he never posted anything and so right. um, there's I just wanted to bring up that instance because I, there are a lot of reasons why somebody wouldn't want to be posted on uh, posted about online. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you if it doesn't come top to mind, or even if you don't think it's like valid, or if you think it's a foolish reason or whatever, it's still mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one more little scenario to kind of set the stage here: um, when I was in charge of hiring at a at a magazine, um, at least for my department, and um, one of the first things that I would do, I'd get the resumes, look who to see who was qualified, and I'd, I'd start narrowing everything down. And then once I had like a very narrow group of people. I would go mm-hmm. online and I would start doing research mm-hmm. and see what mm-hmm. they had said and who they had said it to. Like I would go through and go through that process. So this is all to say that it's not that somebody does something bad or wrong, but you're presenting yourself to the world. Um, before it used to be like you were presenting to yourself to your friends and family in private, but now it's w- how you present yourself to friends and family is now the same that the world is going to see you in, the, in that regard, right? Right. So there are privacy settings um, that you can make adjustments that will hide some of this stuff, but it's still, you know, there are still those concerns. So I just wanted to like share some of that stuff to try to set the stage a little bit more than what I had previously done. Previously mm-hmm. done. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so now if it's your spouse who's sharing the information that you don't want out there, even if it's totally benign, which is something I was just talking about, mm-hmm. um, say, say I'm trying to think of an example. Like maybe you're at like a, a party and maybe you get a little drunk, okay? It's not illegal mm-hmm. to be drunk on a, at a holiday party, but it's probably not something that you'd want all your coworkers or maybe a potential future employer to see, right? Right. How do you approach your spouse to, to, to stop that or not post something like that online? Like, what's the conversation to have? I I think that you can say, look, you know, you and I have different opinions about this, and I'm not necessarily saying that you're wrong for posting things having to do with you, but this makes me uncomfortable and out of respect for me, because it is a matter of respecting one another, Mm -hmm. um, out of respect to me. I would like you to not post anything that has to do with me. Um, at least ask me before you do so. So, um, you know, you've put such and such up and I'd like you to take it down. And going forward, if there's something that you're going to put up that in, also involves me, you know, please check with me first. Mm-hmm. I like I like how you approach it too about uh, putting it up front. I, th- I'm not saying that there's anything wrong uh, with this. It's just a preference. Because that, right. that that takes away that fight that they might want to have about arguing about that it's right or wrong. And instead, it's it's your preference, which they can't argue with, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really great point to bring it up. And then the, also opening it up at the end about, uh, or at least 
uh, run it by me first so I can approve it because that then right. allows them to go through some of the process and perhaps just be a little, a little more thoughtful about what they're doing and why they're doing it. Right. And I think part of the issue that we have, particularly with today's technology, which has its pluses and minuses, is so easy to distribute. It's so easy to capture. Mm-hmm. And because it is, we upload way more than um, any generation, any human has ever in, in history. Um, I'm old. I'm not old, but I'm old enough to remember that everybody who took pictures took them with a camera roll of film. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Which, which meant that you had like 36 pictures and damn it, if you weren't framing and thinking about every shot that you took, right? Mm-hmm. Now we'll snap eight pictures of our food when we sit down for dinner to make sure that we get the right one. So mm-hmm. it's just one of those things that I think um, when we become a little bit more thoughtful, uh, that really helps us process. And I think um, the conversation you just mentioned will help do that. Um. Okay, so now what if we're we're stepping just a bit outside of your your spousal relationship and you're dipping into um, talking with perhaps in-laws or siblings? Does that change the equation? Okay, so I'm going to take them as two separate entities. Okay. Uh, if it's your in-laws, we've discussed this in God knows which podcast because we've done so many together, uh-huh. but I believe that blood talks to blood. So in other words, if your in-laws have posted something, I think that you have to ask your mate to speak on your behalf and let them know what your feelings are about this and ask them not to do it. Okay. Okay. Um, But I still maintain the same basic premise about privacy, that just because it's an in-law or a sibling doesn't give them the right to post things that include you. So um, as far as approaching them, I do believe that your mate should approach their family. Um, Hopefully, and I say that with hesitation in my voice, um, you have a good enough relationship with your sibling that you can approach them. But the approach still has to be basically the same. You know, um, you and I have different views on this. Um, It makes me uncomfortable to have my whereabouts or even my pictures posted uh, publicly. And going forward, I'm, I'm sure you didn't mean any anything, you know, in a negative way or harmful way. But going forward, I'd rather that you not post anything with me um, or at least, you know, run it past me before you do. Okay. Um, And again, you know, it's just a matter of um, letting the other person know that you have a different perspective on it. Um, You're not putting them down for doing it, uh, but that it makes you uncomfortable. Okay. And if they say, oh, there's nothing wrong with it, what's the big deal? It was just, you know, a picture of us uh-huh. laughing together at, you know, uh, out at the pool. You can say, yeah, I get that. I really get that. You know, call me paranoid. You know, take take the heat. You know, call me paranoid. Call me, you know, being oversensitive. I'm just not comfortable with it. And I'd like you to respect that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, we'll get to... A little bit stronger resistance later on, but um, a, another I feel like a common thing is uh, friends and family sharing information or pictures um, about your child. 
And I feel like this can be a touchy one. How would you approach that? Does that change anything? Yeah. Okay. So I, now this is my bias. Sure. Okay. I feel really strongly that pictures of your child should not go on um, the internet. Um, There are unfortunately too many um, troubled people who might misuse it. Um, As a matter of fact, the other day, I don't remember what the exact circumstances were, but my husband and I were out with our youngest grandson, and we were in some area where we were with strangers or whatever, and I wanted to get my grandson's attention, and I called him by name. Mm -hmm. And right after I did it, I was annoyed at myself, and... I said to my husband, I'm really annoyed that I called him by name. He said, yeah, I thought that also. It's a very sad state of affairs that I have to even think like that. Uh Um, But unfortunately, you know, I I think that there is a need for it. I could have just as well said to him, sweetie, come here. And he would have obviously recognized my voice and come over. Um, I don't think children's pictures should be exposed on the internet. And I would be really annoyed if somebody else was showing pictures of my child. And so I think that I would approach the people who did it and, and say, again, you and I obviously have different opinions, uh, but I have to express my concerns very strongly. Again, it, you know, it still follows the same thing. I'm not judging you. You have a right to do whatever you want. But I feel extremely strongly that any information about my child should not be exposed. And I have to really express to you vehemently that I don't want any pictures of my child, any information about my child, you know, put out, you know, through social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no. And that that's really tricky. And uh, to complicate matters, uh, there are new machine learning tools that use facial recognition software. Mm-hmm. That's that correct. Will automatically hunt you down, basically. Um, now, as a uh, pragmatic solution, I can let everybody know that there are private ways to share information because I know, for example, my I have two siblings, an older and a younger brother. I'm the middle child. My older brother lives um, out of state um, along with my parents, and the younger brother lives close to me. Um, so we're a state apart. And so my parents don't get to see their nephew, uh, in person as much as they get to see the nieces who are close to them. So, you know, obviously they all want to see them. And now my, f- there is a way that you can share photos privately, essentially on your own private network without having to post them on say Instagram or Facebook or whatever you're uh, choices. Um, Apple has a uh, option where you can share things privately with your family members. Google does as well. Uh, the, they all have these family sharing options. So I would just recommend that if it is something where, again, I understand logistics and it's this great struggle with technology of weighing the balance between convenience and privacy. 
that there are ways to go about it where nobody can search it. Nobody can find it. There isn't, again, a Facebook algorithm hunting you down. It's just a one-to-one connection, which is a little bit easier and more seamless than, say, emailing pictures or something along those lines. So just know that I get the pragmatic side of this because we do want to see um, our family members and other people like that. So um, do you have do you have any concerns about doing that, s- sending that stuff kind of privately like that, Karen? No, no. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I think there may be a bit of a learning curve for people as to how to do it. Um, but, you know, I think that if you do it that way, that wouldn't concern me. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see what else we got here. Um, I did mention that, you know, my, you might be faced with some resistance. So let's say you had the conversation with somebody, uh, your kid was at a birthday party, let's say, Mm -hmm. and, uh, somebody took a picture of them, uh, along with some other kids. And it goes up online and you're really just not happy about it. Um, Or you're at a party with your spouse and somebody posts a picture of your spouse or maybe it's you and you don't want your stuff online. Um, How do you make the request to to have a picture taken down? I think that you say, um, I mean, technically... People are not really allowed to take pictures of other people without their permission. Um, you know, if you go into um, a conference, let's say, and the conference is being videotaped um, because they're going to use it for other purposes, advertising material or whatever, of, you know, the person who's doing the conference, there is generally a release that the participants have to sign saying, if we are in this video, it's okay. You know, Mm -hmm. we give you permission. All right. You're not really allowed to take pictures of other people and then put it on display. Well, I, okay. So I'm going to try to clarify just a smidge. Okay. Um, Okay. When you're in public, um, you do have, you can, there is nothing to stop you from that. Um, And to take it a step further though, also for like non-commercial use. So technically, if if we're out at a park and mm-hmm. we're hanging out and I take a picture of you, I can post it online without any repercussions, particularly because I'm not trying to sell the picture. So I'm not trying to sell your likeness or anything mm-hmm. um, that is considered uh, fair use. But okay. so the example that you talked about, like being at a conference, that's a pri- right. that's a private event, right? And so mm-hmm. there's like there's a little more complications that go into it like that. And if they want to use it as for like marketing material, right, that also further complicate stuff. Um, now there are specific rules about minors, and I don't know all the details about minors. So I think minors, it might even you, you might be right in the minors, but I think once you're an adult, um, you lose some of those rights, particularly when you're in public, and that's that's the thing when you're when you're in public. So, anyways, I just wanted to try to clarify what I knew. Okay, fair enough. Um, but I think that you know you're right. It might get a little touchy. Um, I know that in the community that I live in, uh, we take pictures of the events and then we post them um, on our Facebook page. And there have been various members who have come over and said, I don't want to be in any of the pictures that you post. Mm. So we have a list of those people and 
you know, if we see that they're in a picture, we don't post that picture. Um, you know, I don't know where that falls in reference to what you were just saying about being public. It's a private event. We're not using it for anything, but they yeah. we're basically just respecting their wishes that they don't want to be displayed, you know, in any kind of a social media form. Um, so as far as taking it down, I think that, you know, you would just approach the person and say, I'm really not happy. I saw this picture. I, I would really like you to take it down because I'm in it. Um, I can't force you to take it down. You know, I know it's a group picture and I happen to be in the group picture, but I, if there's another picture that you have that would, you know, sort of show the same uh, general feeling with me not in it, I'd really prefer that you, you know, um, show that one. And I guess, you know, in future situations, um, and if you know that your friend or sibling or cousin has a tendency to post pictures where you could be in it, that you would have to say, if they're taking pictures, I don't want to be in this picture. Mm -hmm. I, um, I love that you guys are so thoughtful at the community that you live in. Um, and I think that brings up a great point because, you know, this first time when you start approaching it is going to probably be the most difficult. Yeah, sure. And, it, and it's kind of like when you go out to dinner with somebody or you make dinner for somebody who has dietary restrictions mm -hmm. and you have to go through this whole process and this whole rigmarole of like, what can you eat, what you can't eat, whatever. Um, and then once you have that, uh, it becomes a lot more. It becomes a lot easier in the future because you don't have to ask. Mm -hmm. um, you know, can I serve you know pork if if you know that they don't eat meat? You just plan a menu that doesn't include it. In the same way that you know that certain people don't like to take pictures, so you just try to. Again, this gets back to what I had originally said about when you had a film role. You start framing pictures a little bit differently when you know when you have a little more context for what you're doing and why you're trying to do it. Mm -hmm. And if you know there are certain people who just have an affinity uh, for their privacy, then you 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 know you honor that and you start right. shooting pictures that you know maybe keeps their kid out of frame or it keeps the spouse you know out of frame or you know whatever something along those lines. So I think that's really nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, we try. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else you'd like to add? Not really. Um, you know, it's just that. I think that it all comes down to being sensitive to one another and respecting one another. Um, you know, I don't think that people who post are bad people. Um, you know, they obviously feel very comfortable with it and they're just trying to share and whatever. And I don't think that the people who are hesitant are being killjoys. They're just not comfortable with it. And we have to learn to uh, honor each other's different ways of being. That's all. Yeah. Here, here. I agree. Um, and with that, we will wrap it up. I think that's a lovely place to stop. Um, so uh, before we go, I want to remind everybody that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman 
who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this information at her website, drkarensherman.com. And of course, you can find all the past archives to the podcast on our website, hitchedmag.com. And Karen, I don't know if you know this, um, but I think we're getting close to 500 episodes. Oh my. I know. Between you and me? Well, you are the most, I mean, on Hitched in general, but I mean, you are without question the queen of uh, (laughs) guests on this podcast. So I would say that's an honor. Yeah. um, And I feel privileged having some spent so much time speaking with you. So I just want you to know that we're coming up on it. And out of the 500, uh, and I don't know where we are specifically, but we're getting close. I mean, you've got to be. 70% 70% of them at least maybe oh even closer to 80% so yeah it's it's quite a stack of uh, content yes there. yeah so anyways <laughs> yeah when you mentioned it earlier you, you couldn't remember what episode I was just thinking to myself well yeah I can I know why because there's been so many <laughs> yeah yeah um, so with that so uh, thank you so much Karen it's 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 lovely and um, I look forward to doing this again very soon Okay, thank you, Steve. All right, that's going to do it, everybody. Take care.